Welcome back to Conversations for the Good. Hello, Dr. Jane. Hi there, Anna. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How about yourself? Yes, I am as well. It's always good to be together, Anna. I always look forward to this. These conversations are just so incredibly helpful for me, and I'm sure for many of our listeners as well. You know, we looked at the stages of the hero's journey in our last conversation, and you suggested that we contemplate our personal call. Most interesting, it's so easy to fall into the trap of inventorying our shortcomings and targeting some behavior that is tripping us up or a change that we've been putting off. And yet I know it's more than that. Well, you know, you're, you're right on it. You know, those aren't wrong or bad things. And sometimes that's what gets the ball rolling for us. You know, especially if we can discover our relationship with the dysfunctional habits that we're targeting for change. You know, if you look closely, you know, um, you may discover how these habits are working for you and, and how we somehow made them okay for as long as we did. You know, and, and, and yet you're also right. You know, the call to the hero's journey is so much more than that. Can, can we discuss a little bit more about this? Sure, um, Anna. Yes, sure. You know, we're highlighting, you know, our connection and our interaction with uh, many habits, you know, and we're looking at the content of the habits. So this includes that emotional bundle that we've talked about so many times in our conversations. You know, our relationship with thoughts and feelings and body sensations and impulses. You know, and, and generally speaking, we don't continue with various behaviors unless we're getting something from them. You know, it's kind of how we're little rats at heart. You know, um, we stop running up the tunnel like little rats, little mice. We stop running up the tunnel if there's no cheese. So most times we're unaware of these relationships dynamics. Oh, I'm getting it. It's, it's like how we use food or alcohol to feel better if, if we're in a low mood or, you know, negative reaction. We don't consciously think about it. We just reach for the substance that works in the past or that we saw work for others in our backstory. Well, that's right. You know, and the key is exactly what you said. You know, we don't consciously think about what we're doing. So we're making an unconscious choice over and over again, you know, and the behavior is reinforced because it shifts our emotional state just for the moment. However, the long-term effects like, oh gosh, you know, a sedentary lifestyle, obesity, addiction, you know, chronic procrastination, you know, any kind of physiological problem like blood pressure or cardiac issues, you know, um, they become a reality. And if we fail to address the root cause of our low mood or our reactivity, the cycle is just going to be perpetuated. Uh, stuck in our own stuff, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And our conversations have been to recognize that we don't have to be stuck. Um, but yet, you know, I see how excuses can justify not taking action. So we feel okay with the unhealthy or dysfunctional behaviors in the moment, but we pay dearly in the long term. Exactly. Exactly. You know, the thread of our conversations has, has been our quest to be the best version of ourselves. So in our recent discussions regarding the hero's journey, we're fo focusing on, on really breaking through the perpetual cycle of dysfunctional habits. It's an awakening, you know, not just a quick 
fixer upper. You know, we're we're operating from our backstory. You know, we we might want to lose 15 pounds so that we look better in a pair of jeans or impress our boss uh, to get, you know, a, a promotion at work. Yeah, or, or take that workshop or read that book or, you know, the list goes on and on. And, and that's what I was discovering this past week. It's more than a quick fix or even a prolonged fix. It's bigger or maybe deeper or more encompassing, you know, it does make more and more sense to me. Well, you know, and it, it's not like any of the situations that I've thrown out there, you know, like losing the 15 pounds or reading the self-help book, book, you know, or bad or wrong, you know, but maybe it's time for more. Maybe it's time to really go for it. You know, and, and sometimes we've been kind of eking by and we loathe ourselves for it because we know that there's more. We operate from, you know, very selective ethics when it comes to how we live this one precious life. You know, for instance, we might be able to give a, a five-minute spiel on, on a living a life of integrity, you know, doing the right thing, doing the next right thing, living from an honor code, but maybe it's only lip service, you know, it's, and it's lip service if we let ourselves slide on a daily basis and not really live it. That's it. You know, it's about half efforts or getting by with a minimum investment. It's like we're called to do whatever it is with all our heart and soul. Yes. You know, and this is why the call is so frequently rejected. You know, something inside us warns us that life is never going to be the same. And if we look closely, that might be a good thing. But the fear and uncertainty certainly can stop us. Oh, and there we go again, you know, staying with the familiar, <clears throat> even though it's not gratifying or nourishing. Well, you know, Anna, the unknown and uncertainty can be the initial showstopper. You know, our backstory, you know, that mix of early conditioning and early experiences, you know, those introjects from the adults in our young lives, you know, this all plays into the creation of our beliefs, our life philosophy, our self-esteem. You know, and the message to us, you know, as young people was be good, play it safe, consider what others think of us, you know, stay in your own lane, color in the lines, you know, and this whole construct is so often referred to as the ego. You know, it's, it's who we take ourselves to be. It's the self or the I, you know, um, our ego wants us to be safe. It wants continuity between events and experience. Um, that we've had experiences, I should say, from the past and our current actions and current behavior, you know, and, and it's not like the ego can't change. You know, it's certainly capable of change, particularly, you know, under s- certain conditions of, <laughs> gosh, threat or illness or even major life transitions. Yes, clearly our backstory and belief system mm-hmm. run the show much of our life. And to tell you the truth, I'm not sure folks even are aware of it. You know, they just assume that, and, and, and this is who I am. So, so there, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm not criticizing because that's been my stance a, a time or two or, or even six, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, that goes for all of us, Anna, you know, and, and this is what makes the hero journey, hero's journey, that's much more astounding. Whether we've had huge successes or, or, or multiple personal failures, you know, we're creatures of habits. And the ego, that I, that self part of us, wants to keep us safe. And yet our highest self, 
wants us to grow, even if doing so is risky. You know, and then suddenly over time, we may become aware of this irresistible stirring within us, you know, where we can't put it off. We can't hide. We can't run from it. It just doesn't go away. And in fact, it grows louder and more in our face or, <clears throat> pardon me, maybe even we find ourselves in, in circumstances that, that force us to hear it and look beyond our life as usual position. Well, Dr. Jane, that's the great loss, the great love, the great awe you, you know, that you talked about in our last conversation. Yes, yes. And as we said, it can be ignored or assumed to be no big deal, or we interpret it according to old fleeting thoughts like, yeah, 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 it's time to, to start eating healthy. Um, gosh, you know, it hasn't worked for me in the past, but um, the way I'm doing it now isn't working either. So this yeah, yeah, yeah which usually leads nowhere, is where we find ourselves again and again. And, and yet, maybe this time is different. Maybe we feel differently. You know, a new readiness or, or a new willingness kind of ignites us. You know, maybe we heard or, or maybe we saw or read something that for, for us, all of a sudden, um, has us looking at life and certain issues differently. You know, maybe it's no longer about just losing 15 pounds Maybe there's something about integrity, doing the right thing, having an honor code somehow enters the equation. Dr. Jane, can you give us an example of integrity entering the equation? Well, sure. You know, maybe we recognize, and we're going to stay with the eating habits here, but maybe we recognize that our eating habits um, are abusive or somehow disrespecting the health of our physical body. Or maybe we watch a documentary that presents information about how we're pawns to the industrial food industry or the fast food industry. And, and all of a sudden, you know, we have this knowing um, of how, how these industries produce non-nutritional food items that are scientifically proven to be addictive and toxic. And then maybe with this new information, we find that we're ready to set up a plan and we're ready to commit to eliminating our consumerism in certain questionable markets. So within this scenario, we may be catapulted into an awareness of what it is to live with integrity beginning with our own personal bodies. So continuing with your eat healthy example, how might that play out? Well, let's look at that. You know, it may be that we discover that it's a matter of personal integrity to um, eat clean, eat real food, you know, which, which means that it's been alive recently and raised with integrity. You know, maybe, maybe we look for foods that are harvested uh, and animals that are, are, are slaughtered with integrity, you know, which means that these activities have been conducted with, with a real humanity and with sincere respect and with documented guidelines for the care of the animals or the care of the, the produce, the care of the land that nourish them. So an awareness process like this can deepen our sense of living in harmony with all living things. So we may attempt to launch the new idea by living according to it in our own life, or it may appear as not urgent and we put it off again. Well, that's right. That's right. You know, Anna, it's scary to leave the comforts of, you know, what the, in the hero's journey they call the ordinary world. You know, we've been living it with our habits, you know, our beliefs, um, which often carry more weight 
been that pull to live differently. So we push it aside again and again and go back to sleep, you know, until the next time or until a crisis wakes us up again. You know, for example, I, you know, for years I conducted weight loss uh, classes, weight management classes, and it was a known fact that it was darn near impossible to recruit participants in the late fall or early winter because everybody said, catch me after the holidays. I'll sign up after the holidays, after I eat all the goodies during the holidays. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. That That is so funny because, you know, yes, of course, if, if you check out all the parking lots at fitness centers after the first of the year, they're packed until like late February and then it dwindles again. You know, New Year's resolutions that are short-lived. We've all been there. Yes. And this is the stage where, where we, we really live the refusal of the call. This is that pushback or that push-pull time when our willingness may waver. You know, and we may come out of it or may, we may acquiesce to the same old, same old. You know, we can all relate to the times when we've turned our back or a deaf ear to doing the right thing, you know, especially when it comes to doing something for ourselves. You know, and yet in the next moment, the willingness may spontaneously present itself and the resistance melts away. You know, this so often happens in moments of inspiration or, you know, in the uh, presence of a, a valued guide or our guidance. Well, we touched upon this in our last conversation. You know, this is when we're influenced by someone, <clears throat> excuse me, or something, you know, a, a mentor, a book, or a program that enters our life. Yes, or, or a discovery within ourselves. In, in any case, we're enlivened, emboldened to move forward, and we do. And this is the breakthrough. This is often referred to as crossing the threshold because we're now in unfamiliar territory. And it's not like we're <clears throat> without fear. We just give it a back seat. That's right. Yes. You know, turning back is not an option at this point. You know, the commitment to discover the best version of ourselves deepens as we go toe to toe with our old conditioned thinking and behaviors. You know, we, we, as we go along, gain clarity by seeking information, by staying close to our awareness, that awareness of the thoughts and the feelings, the body sensations, the impulses, you know, and, and we also find that we're curious about the new external terrain, you know, yet we're trusting the internal terrain know, within ourselves. And this becomes essential. Intuition, inner guidance, develop during this time. You know, it can't help but develop during this time. And, and if there happens to be someone mentoring us, they support this growth as an imperative to our journey. You know, and this can be a time when old habits surface to tempt us. And yet we learn to resist the old way. Now, this is the stage when we anchor into what or who are allies and who are our enemy. Yes, yes. But remember, conditioned thinking and habits have incredible longevity. You know, I often say, Anna, that they have a life of their own. So we mustn't assume that they're totally out of the picture. The key is to maintain consistent awareness so that we can discern which thought, which feeling aligns with our highest self. 
So we're building strength to say no to the old ways and building new skill sets as we go along. Yes. The awareness and the skills are what are needed, you know, because as we progress on the journey, we're deepening into ourselves and facing core beliefs, core fears, you know, it might be guilt, shame, uh, much of what has been buried and ignored. And often old trauma wounds surface, you know, and as we said before, this might be a time when, when we need to seek professional help, you know, professional services, you know, because that way we can, we can keep moving through the intensity, the intensely painful parts of sorting through the past, you know, and this part of the journey, you know, this is truly what distinguishes it from more superficial changes, you know, and it's rightfully called in the hero's journey, the approach to the innermost cave, you know, and also putting us in a whole new ordeal. You know, we're diving deep, you know, we're, we're, we're facing old saboteurs, ones that have been hidden, maybe even outside of our consciousness. So it's at this point that the potential actu- actualizes and the hero within ourselves, you know, that highest part of ourselves comes forth, it manifests. Yes, this is where we can really begin to appreciate what our journey has been about, you know, that personal importance of it. That's right. That's right. You know, and it's not like we're finished with it. You know, there are lessons and and experiences, uh, you know, to be processed. And we also have, you know, ongoing contact and interaction with people in our lives who have not taken on such a monumental, you know, undertaking, you know. We might be the only person who's been on this journey, you know, so it's like, there we are landing back in ordinary life. Yes, back, <clears throat> excuse me again, I'm so sorry, Dr. Jane, uh, but back to the life on life's terms and all the folks in it, you know, this is a tough one. We may, you know, have to change, but everyone else is the same and expecting us to be the same as well. Well, Anna, and that's why we have to recommit often daily in order to sustain the precious insights and new perceptions that we've garnered on our, on our quest. You know, keep in mind that the personal growth continues and can be challenged again and again and again when unfinished business arises or, or we have a showdown with the disowned shadow within ourselves. You know, and, and this is the phase of the hero's journey. It's called the resurrection stage. And often it is the it can be the grand finale on our quest. You know, the good news is that it occurs usually following uh, the grueling trek into ourselves. So we're holding firmly to our solid passion for the truth. You know, along with the the skills, the new skills, and the new tools that we put together. So we're prepared to take on whatever comes our way that might disrupt our path. Yes, yes. We're always allowing our best and highest self to guide us, you know, using our intuition, our wisdom. And it's also at this point that that we realize a deep reverence and appreciation for the journey that we've been on. And we look for ways that it can be shared, you know, for the greater good of all. You know, and this isn't any kind of chest pounding, look at me, I'm so great routine, look what I've done. You know, it comes from a place of reverence and gratitude and our newfound empathy and compassion for all human beings, all sentient creatures, you know, and also the great Mother Earth. 
Well, this quest is a game changer, Dr. Jane, and it continues to unfold. Oh, yes. And as long as we live. What might we do to start the process? Maybe give it a jump start. Well, let's start by inventory on a where in our lives that, that we might be kind of, as I said before, kind of eking by. You know, it, it doesn't have to be doing anything horrible, but, but maybe there are places in our lives where we're not following through with commitments. We're not operating with integrity. You know, maybe, maybe it's a situation where we find ourselves always being late, um, not following through with commitments, um, having behaviors you know, we, that we make excuses for that we don't like about ourselves, you know, or maybe we're not making responsible choices or wasting time or ignoring something very creative within ourselves that's pulling us, or maybe we're just in our lives at a whole, just kind of playing it small. I get the picture. Oh, boy. <laughs> tell, the, tell the truth to ourselves, right, Dr. J? That's, that's where we start. That's where we start, Anna. Well, I'm starting inventorying right now. So Good. I just want to let you know. Good. Well, thank you, Dr. Jane. Until our next conversation. <laughs> 